The following audio is from Life Centre Church. For more information, please visit lifecentrechurch.com.au. Okay, good morning. It's great to be here. It's a real blessing, actually. Um, I know many of you may have just uh, seen us up on the screen from time to time um, and probably don't really know us personally. Um, a little funny story to start us off. We, we started going to LCC in 2019 when COVID hit. Uh, we were actually here in, in Australia. Um, we got stuck here. We only planned to be here for seven weeks. And then uh, good old Australia shut the borders <laughs> and we got stuck here for 10 months. Uh, and so during that time uh, with Marie and, and Esther, we sat in Esther's lounge room and watched LCC online. Um, and most weeks there was a guy called Gareth and he was doing the singing and we would just watch from week to week and we kind of got to know Gareth like through the TV, a bit like you guys probably know us on the screen there. And uh, then once all the, you know, sanctions <laughs> were lifted and we were able to go into the shops and stuff, we, we went to North Lakes and we're like, oh, all these shops, wow. And then who should be coming walking towards us but Gareth? And I'm like, ha, Gareth! <laughs> and he's like, who's this weird guy? Uh, but anyway, I don't, I don't actually think he knows who I am, but if you hear Gareth, g'day. <laughs> uh, look, I want to talk today about suffering. And uh, I know that, like Jemima said, like... Wayne said on the video, it is a hard thing to kind of, uh, you know, explain to someone, describe what is it like to go through war. It's, it is um, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And it is like a roller coaster of emotions and feelings and situations. And I think for the first like six weeks of the war, it was just full throttle from morning, crack of dawn, uh, until we just flopped into bed at night time, all to just do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. But through all that, God was so faithful. He allowed us to do those things day in, day out. And like Jemima said, it's been, it's been a process of uh, refining, you know, going through the fire uh, the Bible talks a lot about about refining how 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 God uses suffering. Did you hear that? Yeah, God uses suffering in our lives to cleanse us from the things that we value that aren't God. When you go through these kind of things, it really brings to the surface the idols that you've been holding on to for so dearly. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So today I want to talk about suffering. And if you've been a Christian for a few years, you'll understand, you'll probably know that just becoming a Christian doesn't mean that you're going to go through life without suffering. And if you haven't become a Christian yet, if you're here visiting, please don't believe that lie. Please don't believe the lie that some people preach that, you know, become a Christian and you'll be healthy and wealthy and prosperous. It doesn't work like that. That's not what I read here in the Bible. Um, but 
what it does mean. What, what becoming a Christian, what putting your whole life, like Jemima said, putting your life in God's hands, what that does mean is that you will have the tools to go through these times of suffering and give God glory. You can have peace, you can have joy in the midst of the crazy, crazy storms of life that we go through. The Bible is actually not quiet on the subject of suffering. It actually talks a lot about suffering. In fact, the whole Bible is about suffering. <laughs> the whole gospel is about, like Wayne said, a suffering Jesus who is able to relate to us because he's suffered in every way that we suffer. Is it, I'll give you a few verses that talk about suffering. Acts 14.22 says, Through many tribulations we entered the kingdom of God. James 1.2, Count it... Count it all joy, my brothers, when you experience many different trials. 2 Timothy 3.12 All those who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. 1 Peter 4.12 Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange was happening to you. And Jesus himself said in John 16, I've told you this so that you will have peace. Be assured in this world, you will have suffering. Do not be dismayed. I've overcome the world. And on and on and on. <laughs> That's just a handful of the many, many, many verses that talk about suffering. And maybe you're sitting here today and you think, yeah, well, you know, I'm not really suffering. <laughs> Ukraine, that's way over there. You know, I have a good job, two kids, half a dog and a boat, and I'm good. Well, I want to talk to you about something today that I think is coming. I think that there is a storm coming for the Western world. And while it may not be physical bullets that you're having to dodge, you will have to dodge some bullets. There is a movement that is happening and you are in the midst of it. Are you ready? Are you ready to stand up for what you believe this book is all about at the cost of your family, maybe, your friends, your job, your financial security? Are you ready to stand up for what you believe? Because I believe that very soon you're going to have to. Are you ready to suffer for what you believe? It's a very important question that I want you to focus on as I'm talking through these things today. Am I ready to suffer for Christ? Now, maybe some people here are suffering today. Not a physical war, but an emotional war. My passage is from a psalm that David wrote. David, he was, he was going through it, man. People trying to kill him, running for his life, hiding in caves, the whole works. Like he was, he was suffering. And through the Psalms, I think that he's given me, uh, us, a process that we can go through when we're suffering. 
And it really, really helped me. At the beginning of the war, like Jemima said, we were just whew, hit by this wave and we weren't really prepared for it in terms of I don't think you can ever be prepared for it. <laughs> but what it does is it shakes you and gets rid of all the junk and you're left with the solid rock that you're standing on or not. Maybe, maybe you, you're not suffering, but someone comes to you and says, my world's fallen apart. The doctor said, cancer. Or my daughter has chosen to walk away from the Lord. She doesn't know who she is right now. Or whatever that situation, whatever that storm is in your life, someone comes to you and says, help me. What are you going to say? Where, where are you going to go? Do you know how you would walk your friend so that they can go through that process, go through that situation and still give God glory? Because sometimes I've had this in my own life. I've gone to someone and be like, dude, like this thing's happening to me. And they're like, all things work to good. All, all things work for good for those who love God. And while that's true, that's a true truth that we find in the Bible, somehow it's a little bit empty. It's a little bit empty because I think it's only part of the process. It's only part of the solution. It's only partly what we need to go through. And so today I want to look at three very, very practical steps that we can go through that we find in many of the Psalms and other books of the Bible. About one-third of the 150 Psalms in the book of Psalms are called Lament Psalms. And they're, they're about pain and suffering and reality. And this is life. Life's painful sometimes. Sickness and death and sin and all this brokenness that we see around us. And so how do we walk through that but still giving God glory? And how do we actually flourish through these times? It's a journey about taking what you know to be true and making it real in these situations. I hope that today we can train ourselves. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers training in England. They take them out of Ukraine and they train them there to send them back again to the front lines. They don't train them on the front lines. They train them in a place that's safe. That's this today for you. Learn what you need in the darkness. Learn it in the light. Learn it now. Prepare yourself. Don't, don't just live life but be training so that when that storm comes you're ready you have some training to fall back on that's what the bible tells us to do time and time and time again train yourselves put on the armor of god get ready because i tell you you're going to need it i do believe that there's a storm coming for christians in the west Train yourself today.
If you have a Bible, please turn to Psalm 13. It's interesting that when suffering comes, people either turn towards God or they turn away from him. Suffering kind of has that effect on people. They either turn bitter towards God, why would God do this, or they turn to him, God, help me out of this. I think it's so important that we turn to God. We turn to a God who cares, a God who knows the suffering that we're going through. So Psalm 13 says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my own soul, having sorrow in my heart all day, every day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider me and hear me, my Lord, O my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I've prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I see very clearly in these six verses, these three steps that we can go through when we're suffering. It's a really healthy process that helps us to to move to keep moving. Don't get stuck in one spot. So in the first two verses, we have four questions. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my own soul, having sorrow in my heart all day, every day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Very pertinent uh, psalm for us in Ukraine. How long will these Russians be here? How long, Lord? It's very interesting that David, he doesn't turn to his army, (laughs) cry out to his army, let's go. He doesn't turn to material things. He doesn't turn to his riches. Right, what can I buy to get me out of this pickle? But he turns to God. Not only does he turn to God in this situation, but he turns very honestly. God is okay with our honesty. He asks very honest, raw questions. And they're based not on truth, but on how he's feeling in that moment. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? Well, we know that God hasn't forgotten him, but that's how he's feeling in that moment. And that's okay. That's okay to say, God, (laughs) it hurts. My heart's broken. I'm feeling it right now. We, We need to turn to God in the times of suffering, not turn to things that only God can provide. It's very easy to turn to alcohol or Busyness, if I just keep busy, I don't have to think about it. Sport, recreation, distractions. They are things that we hope will provide us with what only God can provide us with. 
Only God can provide us with true and lasting peace during times of suffering. Turn to God and cry out to him. He cares for you and he is listening. Don't deny the pain. Don't pretend that it's not there. Oh, everything's all right. Everything's fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Crash. (laughs) Denying is not facing the pain. Be real about the pain. Talk to God about it. This is not about venting. This is not about getting angry or pointing your finger at God. Sometimes I hear some people will say, well, when I get to heaven, I'll have a few questions for God. And I think, hmm, have a read of Isaiah chapter 6. <laughs> That's about what we're going to do when we see God fall on our face. He's a God that is caring and loving and faithful, but don't sin in that moment. It's not about getting angry. It's about humbly, honestly asking God questions. We know that God hasn't forgotten him. He hasn't hidden his face from him. But that's okay. This is step one. It's about moving from step one to step two and to step three. It's about movement. Don't get stuck in that spot. Don't get stuck about, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why. We don't get stuck here. We keep moving. Transitioning. We can be honest and open and real, but no arrogance. It's about pain, not pride. There are more, there are other examples of honesty in the Psalms. Psalm 22, possibly the most famous Psalm, Jesus began to recite this on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 10 says, Why do you stand so far off, Lord? Why do you hide in my times of trouble? Psalm 38, my wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am troubled and I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. My loins are full of inflammation and there's no soundness in my flesh. I'm feeble and broken and I groan because of the turmoil in my heart. Sounds like suffering. Very, very real about what's happening in his life. We can bring these things before our God. Psalm 42, my tears have been my food day and night. Sometimes we felt like that. Tears are okay. Don't be afraid of tears. It's part of God's creation. And on and on the honesty goes. Throughout the Psalms, Job, all these books of suffering, we see this honesty coming out. God, this hurts. But then we move forward. Don't allow yourself to wallow in self-pity. Don't allow yourself to just stay here in the, in the questioning. The second step, the second part of this process is found in the next two verses. Consider me and hear me, O my Lord, my God. David, he's asking God, for something. Requests. We request, we ask God for help. Ask and you will receive. Knock and it will be opened. Seek and you will find. It's about this process of presenting our requests before God. David asks for God for help. It's putting our heart in the right position 
It's like a child asking a parent for help. We ask our Father for help and he comes and helps. This is a really important part of praying through suffering, asking God for help because he's the only one that can help us. Hebrews 4.16 says, Come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? To receive mercy and grace in our time of need. That's when we need grace and mercy and help in our time of need. That's when we can come boldly before his throne and ask for these things. When we need it most, in the darkest of valleys, we can come to him. He invites us to come to him. He actually invites us. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be worried about anything. But in every single situation, whether the Russians are next door or whether cancer is the prognosis, by prayer and petition, we come, we ask, we ask him for help. With thanksgiving, we present our requests to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends our understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Where do worries come from? Here, here, when our thoughts run away from us. We can tell you that's a very easy thing to allow to happen. <laughs> what if, what if, what if, what if, what if in the background there's explosions going off? We must present our request to God and he will protect our hearts and our minds from those thoughts. The second step in this process is request, asking from God. Here are a few more examples. Psalm 102. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in my day of trouble. Incline your ear to me in the day that I call. Answer me speedily. Psalm 22 again. Don't be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no other help but you, O Lord. Don't be far off. You are my help. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the mouth of the lion. Deliver my soul from the sword. Psalm 3. Arise, O Lord, and save me, my God. Psalm 7. O Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me. Deliver me. And on and on. There are many more. <laughs> Help me, God. Help me. Save me. Save us from the Russians. Get them out. Finish this war, end this war, Father, end the suffering. That's been our cry for more than a year now. And it's okay. It's okay to ask God for what's on our hearts. We can always make requests to God, knowing that he has our best in, at heart. He has our best in store. All things do work together for good, for those who love God and called, called according to his purpose. He knows what's best. He knows what's best to do, and he knows how best to do it. It's just not always what we see or what we think is best. So step one, turn to God in honesty. Lay your heart out. This hurts, Father. Step two, ask him for, ask him for help. What's on your heart? Ask him for help. Ask him to come and fulfill the promises that he's promised. And then step three, 
David ends with, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David reminds himself. He preaches truth to himself. And so we must. We must end this process with God's truth that we know about him, about himself. Faithfulness that he's shown in the past. The last step in the process. Reminding ourselves about God's truth. Because God's truths don't change according to how I'm feeling. God's truths don't change according to what's happening in the world. God's truths don't change according to my circumstance. Whether I have a job today and I need to give up my job tomorrow. Whether I'm healthy today and have cancer tomorrow. God's truths don't change. They are the same. They are the same in the light as in the dark. Trusting in God requires faith. We need to remember and remind ourselves of times where God has answered our prayers. He has shown his faithfulness. He's blessed and he's saved us. He's already proved himself on the cross. We'll remember that next week. Where he died, he took your sin upon himself. When you hated him when you were against him. He took your sin upon himself and said, I'll take your suffering. Come to me. I'll give you my peace. I know what you're going through. David said, yet, verse 5, it's a very, very important word. Three little letters. Verse 5, yet or but, what does it mean? All this stuff is true. All this pain is real. But I will trust in you. It validates our pain. It validates our suffering. I know that there are things in this world that have happened to you that are painful and, and hurt, like deep down, deep within you. It's okay. God knows about that. All these things are true, yet I will trust in you. That key word is so, so vital. It's about moving, okay? It's about moving from the pain and suffering and turning to what we know is, will give us solid foundation to stand on. That is what allows us to keep doing the things that we're doing, even though there's craziness going on around us. I can tell you many, many stories where we came very close to death. All that is true. All that is real. Yet, I will trust in you. Preaching to ourselves rather than listening to ourselves is a slight difference. You Speak truth over yourself. That's what David's doing here. You don't allow yourself to listen to your own thoughts. No, you say, but I have trusted in your mercy and I will trust in you. I will rejoice. I will sing to you. A few more examples. Psalm 73. My flesh and my heart fail 
but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Again, we see, but. My flesh, my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 71, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Never let me put, be put to shame. Be my strong refuge to which I may reside con- continually. You have given me the commandment to save me. And you are my rock and my fortress. You are my hope, Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. My praise shall be continually of you, for you are my strong refuge. All this pain and suffering is real and true, but it's in you that I find my salvation, my strong refuge. Suffering has this way of shaking our foundations. My mum, awesome, awesome warrior for God, she would say, Life is like a bucket. Whatever you put in there, when God shakes your bucket, that's going to come out. What are you putting in there? How are you training yourself now when there may not be any suffering in your life? Are you training yourself for when suffering comes? It's an important question. Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. You are my rock and my fortress. You are my strength. And into your hand I commit my spirit. I trust in you, Lord. I hate those idols where other people trust, but I trust in you. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy. But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. We need to know these truths and promises about God. We need to know them now. We need to learn them now. Write them on your mind. Memorization is so, so valuable. One verse a week. Do it again and again. Put them up in the toilet. (laughs) Put them up everywhere. Get this stuff written on your heart. Because you can't, this is a big Bible, you can't carry it everywhere. I tried to, but not everywhere. And in those moments, there they are, God's truth, so that you can preach to yourself, reminding yourself of truth instead of listening to yourself and your thoughts run away. God, this book is completely filled with God's promises for you. He loves you. He died for you. He knows where you are. He absolutely cares for you. His promise is for this life and for the next. He promises a future without suffering, after death, without loss, no pain, no war, no tears, no goodbyes, no theft, no cruelty. What a promise. What a joy. I can't wait. Eternity with my king. Eternity with this God, this saviour who loves me intimately, deeply, knows everything about me and yet loves me. He loves you too.
But this life, this 80 years or however many you have left, there's promises for this life too. Promises of joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. These things that we can have here now. Promises of God, promises that he will never leave you or forsake you. Never leave you alone. He's here. He's with you. He's there for you. He'll never give you more than you can handle. That's a promise. Faith is about believing what is true despite what's happening in your life. They don't change. God doesn't change. Just because you can't see the good that's in your situation or the good that might come from your situation doesn't mean that it's not there. Like we read, the word yet, so vital. All these things are true, yet I will trust in God. The most intense moments of worship for me have been filled with tears. My hands... Too heavy to raise. My heart breaking. Yet I will worship. Throughout the war, we've seen many people searching for hope, searching for stability in a broken, broken world. And we have the answer. It's been such a joy to sit with people, tears streaming down our faces, offering them a solution, a hope, an anchor for this storm. The pain is real, but I will trust in God. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that's what people are searching for. Your friends, your neighbours, your work colleagues, they're living this life washed to and fro, hopeless, no stability. They're searching for it in a hundred different ways and you have the answer. Reach out. Ask your neighbour, how are you doing? Can I tell you about what God has done in my life? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus yet, can I tell you that he wants to know you? He loves you deeply, intimately. 
and he's inviting you, he's calling you. Come, come to me. Give me your hurt. Give me your pain. Give me your suffering. And in in return, it's this exchange. I'll give you my peace that will protect your heart. It doesn't mean the pain will go away. But it means we have a saviour, a friend, a God who loves us. Suffering will change you. For the better or for the worse. It will. But who will you turn to or what will you turn to when suffering comes knocking at your door? Like I said at the beginning, I I do think that believers in the West are looking at an oncoming storm. Are you ready? Are you ready to suffer for his name? Because he promises that you'll be blessed if you do. Blessed are those who suffer for my name's sake. I encourage you, learn in the light what you need in the darkness. Start now, start today. It's eternal rewards that you're building for yourself. Here on earth as well as in the future. As we learn, as we put these truths on our heart, we grow in sanctification, in glory and in holiness. David said, I... Store up your law on my heart so I don't sin against you. Struggling with something today? Put his word in your heart. It's the first step to freedom. Pain can be the stage of worship. Don't miss the opportunity. Jesus loves you and he's inviting you to him. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for the promises that you've given us. Holy Spirit, please come. Please work in our hearts. Please help us to to turn to you instead of turning to other things. Turn to you in times of suffering. Help us, Lord, to to be honest and real about the pain. Father, I I ask, I humbly come, boldly come before your throne and I ask for grace and mercy and help for the people here at LCC. Lord, prepare them for the coming storm. Be their anchor as the storm approaches. Father, prove your faithfulness as they face persecution, as they face the potential loss of income, loss of jobs, loss of relationship. Prepare their hearts. Show them that you are all they need. Father, we we remind ourselves you are faithful, you are good, You love us. Father, thank you for dying for us, for sacrificing yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive us for when we're weak. Lord, we give you all the honour, all the glory, 
In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Life Center Church located in North Lakes. We exist to make, mature, and multiply disciples in communities that depend upon, declare, and display the gospel of Jesus Christ in all of life. If you would like more information about us, please visit lifecenterchurch.com.au. We provide our podcasts free of charge. Please feel free to download the content and share it with others, but please do not edit or alter the content in any way without the written permission from the leadership of LCC.